Good morning. Welcome to Pesachim. Ayin Hey, Pesachim, page 75. We continue talking about the roasting of the carbon Pesach. So in the Mishnah, we had said that you, are, you have to roast it with a pomegranate ba- branch uh, stuck in the animal's mouth, going out its back, hole over the fire. But you can't use a metal uh, spit and you can't uh, roast it over a grate. But then the Mishnah actually said that Rabbi Gamliel instructed his servant, his slave, Tavi Avdo, to actually do this, to, to actually do it exactly in that way over the grate. So the Gemara says, my solicitor, are you telling me a story which actually contradicts the halacha? The answer is we're missing some words in our Mishnah. And it should say that if there are holes in the grate, if it's perforated, if it's not just like, let's say, either a solid, solid metal sheet, but there's, the fire can actually come directly through, then it's okay. And then the story, in fact, supports that contention because that's exactly what Gamil asked Tavi, his servant, to do. So the Gemara uh, asked the following question now, what happens, we said you have to do it over a fire. Well, let's say you had the fire and then you remove the fire from the oven, but the oven walls are still very hot from the fire, but it's not directly the fire. Um, what would the halacha be? And it, in order to ask this question, it starts actually with a different case, with Orla. The rule is that the fruits of the first three years not only are you not allowed to consume them, you're also not allowed to benefit from them. So obviously you cannot fire up your oven with the peels, let's say, of an oranges, of an orla uh, fruit, and then get direct benefit from that fire. But what if you remove the peels and then it's just the, the walls of the oven retain the heat from the peels, but now it's actually going to be just baking from that indirect heat. In that case, we say it's actually permitted. Well, the question is, if it's permitted, that means you're considering it not to be coming from directly from the fire. Well, the logic then would dictate that um, that uh, if you uh, b- uh, did your carbon Pesach in such a way, it would be a problem. The only pr- it wouldn't be good. The only problem is that there's a brisa that says that the only way that we know that that that, that would actually not be good is because it says two times that it has to be directly from the fire. The implication is that it only said it one time then that would have actually been good. So the Gemara's answers, um, there's a, a few ways to answer. Either you could say that that is in fact the source from the fact that it says Tliyesh two times, but then once it says that, we learned it to all other areas of halacha. And we say that when we say that something has to be roasted in the fire, it has to come directly from the fire. It cannot come um, from the walls of the oven that were heated up by the fire. Okay, then we have Rebbe's halacha, which is very important. It comes up throughout the rest of the daf. Rebbe says, if let's say you take the carbon Pesach and you make some slits in the animal, but then instead of roasting it over a fire, the flames of a fire, let's say you just put it on top of burning hot coals. Would that actually be good enough? And Rebbe says, it is good. And based on this, the Gemara then goes and asks lots of questions from different contexts. Uh, first of all, what about the context of michvas eish? The rule is that if somebody... Uh, gets burned, and then afterwards there's some discoloration of the skin. If it fits certain characteristics, it's considered saras. And the Gemara says, well, what if it would be um, just like Rebbe's case? What if it wouldn't be the actual fire, but what if it would just be from, let's say, a coal? And that seems to contradict what we say over there with what we say with Rebbe, because there it's not considered michvas eish, uh, or rather it's only because it says the word michvas two times. Um, so the Gemara uh, goes back and forth on that question. Another interesting question or, or context source of comparison that's brought up is the particular case of uh, capital punishment. Again, Rebbe is trying to say that if you would burn the carbon Pesach, if you would cook the carbon Pesach with the coals, it um, would be considered um, cooking with fire. 
Well, the question is, when it comes to um, the uh, it says that a daughter of a Kohen who has an affair, she has to be burned in a fire. And we say it doesn't literally mean like in an actual fire. Well, rather, what it means, we learn out of Nadav and Aviyu that it has to be that you kill this woman, capital punishment, and also anyone who gets Sreifa. There are other examples of Sreifa as well, in a way that the Nishama, the, the, the soul is destroyed, is killed, but the body remains intact. And that ends up being um, in one of two ways. Either that would mean that you pour the molten lead down her throat. <laughs> Um, or it means that you take her and you literally boil her in a giant cauldron of water. Those are the two possibilities of killing somebody but leaving their body intact it, through burning. And we say that it actually means that the molten lead. How do we know this? So it's kind of an interesting source. Rav Nachman says, because it says, you love your friend like yourself, therefore you have to choose the kind of death which is the, the least painful, which would be the molten lead down the throat. But the bottom line is, the Gemara uses this as a proof that obviously when it talks about fire, using molten lead would actually be constitute um, a fire. Okay, then the Gemara goes on to say that when it talks about the case of uh, the incense offering on Yom Kippur, and it talks about using the coals from the altar, from the Mizbeach, but they have to end up being not a smoldering and not where the flame is coming out, but kind of in the middle where it's actually just flickering. Okay, we'll stop our daf over here and continue with daf ayin vav tomorrow.